What does barbecue mean to you? It's all about family. Good food. Summertime and friends. Of nostalgia. A whole lot of tasty. Soul-filling, belly-filling goodness. All of my favorite foods. A cultural touchstone. For me, it's a tether to the people who came before me. Getting together with family and friends. Coming to you from the basement studio at Eat More Barbecue World Headquarters, this is episode 226 of Canada's Barbecue Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Sanderson, and I thank you all for listening in, downloading, streaming, whatever you're doing. I appreciate it. If you know me at all or listen to the podcast regularly, you will know that I have an appreciation for businesses that make a point of giving back to their community and being good corporate citizens. I like to celebrate those people here on the show, especially when the business has some ties or connection to the barbecue community. This week, I talk with Colin Bristow out of Cambridge, Ontario, who, along with his wife, have created two businesses with the specific intent of providing employment for those on the autism spectrum. Instant Fire Starters is on the show this week, and you can check them out at instantfirestarters.com. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Motley Q 2022 Competition Bounty Program. For the last couple of years, Motley Q's amazing products have been winning awards in multiple sauce and seasoning contests like the best sauce on the planet. Competition barbecue cooks have also been receiving calls using Motley Q products at competitions all over the world. So this year, Big Joe and Jess are looking to add to the winning. In 2022, when you use Motley Q products and win a category or a GC, you'll get some extra jangle in your pockets. It's as simple as this. Use Motley Q products in a sanctioned competition and take some pictures or video as proof. When you win a category or GC, email Motley Q the proof and they will send you $250 as a bonus for continuing the winning. They will most likely do a post about your win, but will not share any pictures or video you don't want out there. Your secrets are safe with them. Visit MotleyQ.ca, M-O-T-L-E-Y-Q-U-E dot C-A, and click on the Barbecue Bounty Program top at the top of the screen to get all the details. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, uh, Fire Starters. Uh, we all, those of us involved in uh, live fire cooking, whether it be charcoal or wood fires, something we all use but not always give a whole lot of thought to is how we get that fire started. Uh, I've seen this uh, company uh, making some waves on Instagram lately and they're doing some great things so I wanted to get them in here to chat about their product and their uh, business philosophies as well. So really excited to have from Cambridge, Ontario, Colin Bristow from Instant Fire Starters uh, on the show this week. Colin, welcome to the Eat More Barbecue podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, Ryan. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for uh, taking some time. You were just saying it's uh, it's bedtime for your little ones at your house, so you're hiding out in the garage, which uh, maybe you don't mind so much, but... Uh, I got a little space heater beside me, and uh, the background's a little fuzzy, but you can see it's the garage door behind me. Okay, yeah. yeah. How's uh, winter started out there, or what's happening with the weather for you guys? Uh, I think like everybody, it's been pretty warm the last uh, few weeks, which has been a nice treat. Yep. Uh, so lots of days above 20 degrees. The nights are cold, but it heats up uh, pretty much every day for the time being, yep. so we're we- just enjoying it. Yeah. We had been doing good until a couple of days ago. Uh, we got to hit with a nice big snowstorm here Monday night or Tuesday, I guess, and uh, yesterday, and uh, minus sixteen with the wind here this morning in Calgary. So it was a, a, a rude awakening. I've done I've done flights through Calgary, and uh, you know you can't take take it for granted. You have some sun, and oh, yeah. hours later you're in the middle of a blizzard. Yeah. So I get it. Absolutely, uh, Colin. First question I ask everybody is, what does barbecue mean to you? So. 
as somebody who's not historically a barbecue guy, I've got sort of a short life in the barbecue world, kind of since starting Instant Fire. And and I would say there's one word that comes to mind when you ask me that question, and it's community. Yep. And I'm sure you get that answer all the time because it's like at the very forefront of what I'm seeing on mm -hmm. Instagram. Uh, the community, the brotherhood, it's like something I've never seen before. And honestly, something I didn't know that I was missing in my life until I got in with this group of guys online. Yep. Awesome. You know, it's, you know what, that's, uh, it, it's interesting because everybody has a different uh, take on, you know, I've had people, when I ask that question, they think I'm talking about the physical, the cooking unit, like a, your gas grill or your, uh, your offset smoker, right? They, they've thought about that or the food. So yeah, I get, I do get a different answers, but the family, the community that comes up a fair bit. Uh, so it's, and that's generally my favorite answer. Cause it's what, uh, what the whole barbecue thing means to me as well. So, uh, before we get into the company, uh, Instant Fire Starters, and also uh, a candle company, uh, InstantFireStarters.com is the website, folks, if you want to check that out. A uh, little bit of background about yourself. What's uh, Cambridge area home for you? Yeah, so uh, for those of you in Ontario, I grew up in a small town named Collingwood, Ontario. Okay, yeah. And uh, my wife, who actually owns both companies technically, okay. uh, she's originally from Poland. So oh, you'll wow. probably see her name uh, is spelled Z-A-N-E-T-A. -E For those of you that can hear me now, it's pronounced Janetta. Okay. So she's the owner of both companies. Uh, her and I met in Toronto, gosh, 12 or 13 years ago and uh, got married, had a, have a young family, and we've been living in Cambridge pretty much since my son was born seven years ago. Awesome. So are you both working yeah. full-time in the business or doing other stuff as well? So I actually have I actually have a full-time career. Okay. So my wife started, started Charm & Wick, which is the candle company. She's been the sole owner-operator of that company, and I've been working full-time in the automation industry. Okay. So like robots oh, neat. or factories basically yep all right on that's a interesting uh interesting work and i think that's that end that type of business is just grow, uh, continue to grow right yeah it's a huge market yeah. huge growth opportunities and and i think i really enjoy what i do full-time and looking at a business like what we're doing it's kind of afforded us the chance to run the business the way that we want mm -hmm. so my job pays for our bills and our life and then the business, uh, we can add bodies, we can hire employees probably faster than a traditional business would. Right. Uh, simply because that's our primary goal. Yeah, you're not relying on. Yeah, you're not relying on this business to feed the family, right? So it's nice to have that. Uh, exactly. Some flexibility there. That's awesome. Uh, so talk about, I guess, before we get into fire starters, the Charm and Wick. Uh, you have a, a brick and mortar shop now. Yeah, so I guess I can give you a little bit of history on that company and mm -hmm. kind of how it came to be, if you're interested. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my wife, my wife, uh, middle of middle of COVID, I think it was December 2021. So we're kind of in the peak of COVID. She was looking for something to keep busy with. We okay. had a one year old daughter at the time, and uh, of course we have our son who was diagnosed with autism. Okay, and. Uh, those of you with children with autism, I know there are some of you out there because I've talked to you. Uh, you know full full well that it's very difficult for two parents to have full-time jobs with children with autism. Mm -hmm. You're constantly getting phone calls from the schools. You're constantly being asked to come pick them up. So it wasn't really in the cards for her to go have a traditional job or a career. Uh, so we were just sitting around over Christmas break kind of spitballing what she could do. 
what she could kind of do to have an impact on our son's future uh, because it's something we worry about every single day. Yeah. And we actually came up with the idea first of creating a company that hires people on the autism spectrum. And the candles were just kind of a vessel to do that. So okay. We weren't really passionate about candles. We weren't really like big candle people. We just knew that it was something everybody liked. They were relatively easy to make. Uh, and it was a product we could sell that could create these jobs for people with autism. So nice. Uh, we started that. And now, two years later, we have a brick and mortar store downtown Cambridge. The majority of the business is still online, but we use the retail store uh, for people to come and smell the fragrances and sure, test yeah. things out, pick up online orders, and more importantly, produce the product. Uh, so retail rent is a lot cheaper than uh, like a commercial plaza or okay. industrial park. So we make all the product there as well. Oh, perfect. So it kind of takes care of two things at once. Yep. Well, that's awesome. That's uh, I find that really interesting that... Uh, you know, the goal was the the autism employment, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word. But then, you know, how can we accomplish that? And I uh, came up with an idea with the candles. That's awesome. And then where did, yeah. yeah. the uh, Okay, so into the fire starters, the instant fire starters. Where does that kind of come in? Yeah, so my, my family, we love to camp. Uh, we go camping with my parents quite often. Yep. And uh, one night we were just sitting around the fire, the kids were in bed, and we were just kind of talking about the business and talking about different things we could do to help it grow. Uh, we're always trying to grow. We have a stack of resumes this tall of people that want to come and work for us, and we can't do that until we grow the business. So we were just throwing ideas around. My dad owns a kitchen company in Collingwood, so he's constantly milling and planing uh, hardwood material. It's all kiln dried, really good hardwood. Yep. And he has all these shavings, like bags and bags and bags of shavings that he's paying to get rid of. So he just came up with the idea like, Hey, people, people in Cub Scouts have been doing this for years. You just pour wax over these wood shavings. Why don't you guys start making fire starters? And we're like, Oh yeah, interesting, whatever. And we just let it die. Yep. And, uh, it honestly took a full year to come to fruition. <laughs> yep. And the, the way it came to be was my wife and I don't really work well together, per se. We, we do and we don't. Yep. And uh, I wanted to be more involved in the business. I wanted to just kind of take on more of a role and be part of it. I find it very uh, fulfilling mm -hmm. and rewarding. Yep. Uh, so I said, you know what? Why don't, we, why don't we do fire starters? Let's make it cool. Let's give it a logo. Make it something kind of edgy, and then I'll run with it, and we'll mm -hmm. see what happens. Yep. So we came up with uh, instant fire. Awesome. So it's uh, the wood shavings, and then wax uh, from the candles as well, right? Yeah. So originally, when we first started, we thought it was going to be really small. So when you make a candle, very often you end up with extra wax, and right. you mix the fragrance into it, and you don't have a full additional candles so you end up just like pouring it in the garbage or making little wax melts out of it mm -hmm. so there's a lot of loss lost uh, opportunity with that product yep. so the original intent was use the wasted wax use the scrap wood shavings and make fire starters out of it obviously it's ballooned like way beyond that now to yep. we're buying like thousands of pounds of wax wow. and we're melting it down and we're making fire starters yep. but uh, we still use the wasted wax. We still get the wood shavings from local. I actually had to source wood shavings from a larger company locally. And uh, I still think that it's a good recycle, upcycled yeah, product absolutely. using the things we already use. 
times. Yep, absolutely. And how long has this been, uh, the, the Firestarter business been going now? So we started officially uh, July 2022. Okay, so, so just yeah, uh, six months, five, ago. six months here, yeah. Yep, it and, was uh, extremely slow. Like it was just something to kind of start looking into. We had a lot going on in our life. So we just sort of started dabbling and uh, making product and testing it and making sure it was good. And we gave a few away to some different people online that we met and mm-hmm. kind of formed relationships with just to get feedback and see like, hey, is this is this actually a good product? I don't know. I yeah. don't use these things very often. And then uh, recently, four weeks ago, I actually quit my job and uh, I'm starting with a new company okay. next week. So I had a four-week transitionary period where I said, you know what, I'm giving this like Go everything it. I've got yep. and let's see what happens. And uh, in the last four weeks, it's gone crazy. Yep. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah, we're happy. Yeah, we're, no we're, doubt. We're excited. Yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> uh, before we get into the product, uh, I want to jump back to the uh, – the autism stuff a little bit because I, I think that's really important. Um, you know, you covered the why that why you do it uh, with your son. Um, yep. Talk about the uh, I guess the benefits and what uh, what that brings for you as a business and uh, for the people you employ. Yeah, so I mean, I'll talk about it as a whole first. So anybody anybody that has kids with uh, on the autism spectrum or I can imagine with any sort of special needs, you you worry every single day, literally from the, the time they're diagnosed to the time you, you die, I think mm-hmm. you're going to worry about that, that child's future. And it's not about, the, the worry is not the same, I think, as with a neurotypical child. The worry is like, what are they going to do to stay busy? And, mm-hmm. and we see it all the time. They've got a lot of supports all through elementary school, all through high school, there's government support, there's money, there's early intervention, there's school systems for these people. And then unfortunately, after high school, there's nothing. Right. It just completely falls off a cliff. Like, go find a job and good luck to you. We've prepared you. Unfortunately, like, we found that wasn't the case. We did a ton of research when, when our son was diagnosed. And kind of the general thing we found was they struggle, autistic people struggle to gain employment. The stats on our website, I think it's 14% of uh, adults on the spectrum gain full-time employment versus the neurotypical population is 96, 97%. And uh, we found the, the biggest thing was the interview process. So people on the spectrum are extremely intelligent uh, they're very insightful from what we've seen. Uh, they're very thoughtful and they're very hardworking and loyal. That's generalizing it, but I think we've seen that in our small sample. And I think larger corporations and companies are, are kind of missing opportunities to hire these people because they have that traditional interview process, mm-hmm. uh, which people on the spectrum generally struggle with. It's extremely hard to go in and sit across from somebody you've never met and articulate thoughts that uh, will gain you that job. And right. even even me as a neurotypical, I'm sure you can feel the same way. It's a difficult situation. So um, what we do is we invite people in. So when we're ready to hire, we invite kind of our top candidate into the store. 
and we have them work a shift. We just say, hey, come for as many hours as you're comfortable with. Let us know all of your uh, difficulties or your challenges or your concerns up front. Mm -hmm. We will accommodate that and we'll just work together. And at the end of the day, if we feel like it's a good fit and you feel like it's a good fit, then you've got a job. And if not, that's fine. We can try again in the future. And we found that that really takes kind of the edge off of the whole process. Right. We as an employer, we, we're working with them all day. So you're actually gaining a lot more insight into whether they're going to fit into your business or not versus a traditional interview where you're just talking a lot. Mm-hmm. So for us, we think it's been very beneficial. We also think it's been very, very beneficial for our employees. Uh, and the feedback we're getting is fantastic. So that will be our our main thing we also obviously support their uh, any sort of sensory processing challenges so if our employees have issues with light we let them wear their sunglasses inside if they have issues with uh, I don't know different different touch or if they need to listen to music or have headphones on we have no issues with that whatsoever right and honestly if people come into the store and have problems with it then we can respectfully ask them to leave and that's fine. Yeah, you're so crea- far we've had no issues. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, when you that's it's wonderful. You're creating a, a a safe place for for those folks, right? So that's uh, that's wonderful. So yeah, and and honestly, at the at the end of the day, we're a for profit business. We we employ people with autism to kind of benefit them, but also to show what's possible. So yeah. other companies. Uh, can see what we're doing they can see our model and hopefully they can also start to um, make different decisions about how they hire employees and start to hire more people on the spectrum yep no that's Uh, one that's kind of a secondary thing yeah excellent Um, uh, realizing obviously you're not a a, an expert on the subject but uh, for somebody like myself that just has a very basic understanding of of the autism spectrum kind of you you touched on it there a little bit with some of the different challenges folks have uh, talk about because it does uh, show in different people in in different ways, right? Yeah, so I think I was I was the same way before my my son was diagnosed. Obviously, I've gone and done all of the research ever on the internet. Yeah, uh, being being his father, um, I would say a general way to classify it is challenges with social interaction is obviously at the forefront and then and then there's also just like sensory i call it's called sensory processing disorder so i can talk about my son specifically because i know him very well yeah uh issues with texture issues with loud sounds issues with touching different materials and and not like you or me where we touch something gross and we're like, ew, yuck, but we can still do it. Like, yeah. To the point of maybe physical pain in some cases. Um, and, and and I think a lot of people don't really comprehend that. They think, okay, you need your headphones. Like, you know, suck it up. A typical, typical answer. Right. But that's not really the case. Um, I've spoke to a lot of adults with autism who are very articulate, very well-spoken. And the thing they kind of mentioned to me is that it's like physical pain, like hmm. something like a haircut. We feel nothing. Uh, some people with autism might actually feel pain when they get a haircut. So just different sensory processing issues, yep. uh, social challenges. Uh, but otherwise they're all extremely intelligent, 
uh, extremely loyal, hardworking, incredible people to, to be around. And I feel blessed every day to get to work with these, these people. That's wonderful. And thank you for, uh, you know, that brief kind of overview. That's, uh, helpful. Like I said, for folks like myself that don't have, uh, you know, I, you know, I just haven't had a lot of experience with, uh, with folks on the spectrum. So it's, uh, I'll, I'll give you, so we have a, we have a quote that we hang in our store and, uh, it kind of hits home for, for neurotypical people, so neuro- neurotypical people, we like to kind of create rules and boxes that everybody should kind of conform to. And in our story, we have a sign that says autism. Uh, we're not here to fit inside your box. We're here to show you that there is no box. Nice. And I think that really hits home for a lot of people when they read that. Um, it's all about inclusion, acceptance, and... You know, treating them just like everybody else. That's really all they want. And, you know, accepting their challenges, accepting who they are as a person wholeheartedly and not trying to force them to fit into our traditional box. Well, that's, yeah, that kind of sums it up right there. Uh, Before we move on, I guess uh, if there's other business owners out there listening that uh, maybe hadn't considered uh, this path for employment, what, what advice would you give them or recommendations, suggestions? Yeah, so that, that kind of ties in. We we just had a conversation today with uh, Autism Canada, mm-hmm. and we're, we're about to partner with them to sort of bring to light what we've been doing for the last two years. Wonderful, yeah. Uh, through their platforms and our platforms, and really try to, one, obviously raise awareness to our business, but two, coach other businesses that are trying to follow our model and do the same. And honestly, we encourage it. If if there's people out there that want to literally copy our entire business model, more power to you. We love it. Yep. Hire people with autism. Call us. We're happy to try to coach you and guide you. Uh, the biggest thing I can say is get in touch with local resources. There's tons of them. There's work readiness programs in almost every single city uh, where you can do like trial work days with uh, not only autistic people, but uh, other um, people with learning disabilities or challenges with work. Mm-hmm. So get in touch with those resources. Uh, get in touch with your local special ed class in your high schools and just see what you can do to help. And, you know, from there, take it as, as you will. It can be fantastic. It can stop there. But uh, just take that first step. Awesome. Thank you for that, uh, Colin. Appreciate it. When we return, Colin and I talk more about the Instant Fire product, their pricing, and a special custom labeling option. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Pitt County Barbecue, who is bringing authentic North Carolina-style whole hog barbecue north of the border to Alberta and Canada. Based out of Edmonton, Pitt County Barbecue will come to your event and cook an entire pig on site using their custom-built cooker designed by owner and pitmaster Peter Zakuski. Pitt County Barbecue brings a unique regional barbecue dining experience. From North Carolina chopped barbecue pork to Piedmont-style coleslaw, trust me when I say you've never tasted anything like this before. The meat is so good you don't even need sauce. Peter was on this past season of Firemasters on the Food Network and is truly inspired by the South. His attention to detail and quality is second to none. From delicious food to amazing customer service, make sure to book Pitt County Barbecue for your next event. This past summer, Peter hosted a Farm to Flame dinner series at the Old Red Barn outside of Leduc, Alberta. 
The dinners featured guest chefs and several live fire cooking apparatuses designed and built through Pitt County Metalworks and provided an elevated live fire dining experience for their guests. Follow Pitt County Barbecue on Instagram and Facebook to check out photos from the dinners. And to book your event, visit their website at pittcountybbq.com. That's Pitt with two T's, countybbq.com. Okay, let's talk about the instant fire starters a little more. You you explained how it uh, what it's made of and stuff, and where the idea came from. Uh, a couple different products: uh, the regular size and a, a new junior size. Yep. Yeah. So, I guess this is my chance to to give a big sales pitch, right? Yeah. So get at her. I guess. I guess these products have been made for God knows how long. Cub Scouts have been doing it. Uh, you know. Kids have been doing it. People have been doing it in their houses with egg cartons and dryer lint and paraffin wax or old candle wax. Um, what we think we've done is just refined it. So our product, we have the Instant Fire and we have the Instant Fire Junior. So it's a one ounce and a two ounce cup. Okay. I've, I've got one if you're going to show a video. Yeah. But basically what it is is only hardwood shavings. So there's no pine. You guys aren't cooking over softwood. Why would your fire starter be made yeah, of softwood? Exactly. Uh, the hardwood burns longer. Uh, and then we're using soy wax. So traditional fire starters use something called paraffin wax. Mm-hmm. And this was big in the candle industry as well and still is. So paraffin wax is toxic. It doesn't okay. burn completely. It will drip down and gum up your barbecue. Uh, it will cause things to be like clogged up. It's got soot, smoke, it's toxic. Uh, soy wax is literally hydrogenated soybean oil. So they take soybean oil, they hydrogenate it just like margarine. Uh, so it dries hard. Okay. And when you get it hot enough, it will fully combust and fully burn down. So uh, that's kind of what gives our product such a long burn time and such large flames compared to everything else yep um it's the soy wax and the hardwood shavings nice so and then you're putting it in a little is like a paper cup is that what it is yeah it's just like a little ketchup cup, like a food serving or pill cup yep yeah so there's literally nothing bad about it you can eat soy wax if you really wanted to i I wouldn't but but Um, you could yeah and then the hardwood all comes Originally, it came from my dad's shop. Right. Now it comes from a local stair company. Okay. Uh, since they only do kind of hardwood stairs, hardwood floor type things. Perfect. And uh, it's all kiln dried. So a lot of firewood that you get and a lot of the softwood that the other companies use mm. is uh, like a byproduct of a sawmill where they haven't dried the lumber yet. Right. Uh, so kiln dried hardwood shavings, they burn hotter, they burn faster, they burn higher. Yep. And then the soy wax just kind of slows it all down. Awesome. Uh, what kind of, you mentioned the long burn, what kind of times, uh, burn lengths are you getting with these? Yeah. So the juniors are a new product. We're getting about 15 minutes oh, wow. minimum. Some of them go longer yep. and then the, uh, full size, we're getting a minimum of 25 minutes. Wow. And, uh, I've actually done some videos. I'll probably start doing them again now that I have a bigger following where I've cooked an entire breakfast on one instant fire. I Just, put a cast iron pan yep. over top of it, and I cook bacon and eggs wow. on a cast iron pan. Yeah. So you're getting it's that much you're, not, you're getting that much heat from it to, to be able yeah. to do that. 
Yep, extremely hot. And uh, you can also boil water with it. I know I'm talking to the barbecue community, but, yeah. so not really relevant, but it gives you an idea of the heat and the uh, length of the yep. flames and the intensity of the flames. Yeah, yeah and I feel like, uh, and I guess I've never timed it with the different uh, products I have used, but I feel like that's, uh, never mind the heat, but just a much longer burn time than I think I'm getting with anything else I'm using. So, Yeah, and uh, at the top of our Instagram page, I... I let them know I was doing it, but I bought every fire starter from Dixon Barbecue in, yep. in Toronto, and I uh, did a comparison. I said, "Hey, I'm going to do this, guys. I won't post it. I'm just curious." And yep. they said, "No, no, post it. This is awesome. Perfect." So it's uh, at the top of our page. You can see kind of the different options <laughs> and how we stack up. Excellent, and that's uh, at instantfirestarters.com, right? The website. Yep. Yeah, you can go there, and then yep. most of our content is on Instagram. For okay. Now. Oh, sorry. The comparisons on the Instagram or on the website. Uh, it's on Instagram. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, excellent, great idea. Yeah. Give yeah, folks it's a, right to the top. It says uh, comparison right underneath. Awesome. And then uh, something else kind of neat you're doing is the uh, the custom labeling for the, the packaging. Yeah. So uh, I've been seeing those all over the place all of a sudden. So. That that's a story in and of itself, and that's really what what kickstarted us. Yep. So I, I I've been engaging with people. I've been following people. Just things that I found interesting and food that I found good and I was trying to come across as genuine as possible like mm -hmm. I haven't had Instagram I haven't had social media for probably 13 years and uh, it's all all new to me yep. so I don't know the drama I don't know the games <laughs> I'm just on there like that's yep. cool I'm gonna comment and let him know that that's cool yeah. so I stumbled across Martin Zeldner from Canucks with Fire okay yep uh so he's a member of the Canadian Barbecue Mafia. Yeah, we'll chat about that a little guess, here. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I think I just uh, messaged him and said, like, really nice looking food or something yep. along those lines. And then he went and checked our page. And next thing you know, he's got us making custom labels for him. He's paying full price, no freebies. He's getting us connected to uh, Jeremy yep. from the Canadian Barbecue Mafia as well. And... Uh, those guys gave us the idea of doing the custom labels. They purchased the first few custom labels from us, and then uh, it just spiraled out of control from there. <laughs> and I, I never knew. So a lot of these guys I thought were restaurants. I didn't know that these yeah, were backyard mostly. barbecue guys that yeah. had like full-on logos and 5,000 yeah. Instagram followers and everything. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a whole thing, man. Uh, stickers, logos, you name it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, there's my uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that I, I remember somebody saying, like, when this was all kind of getting started, somebody messaged me and they're like, "Hey, these are really cool. You got any swag?" And I was like, "What do you mean swag? Like, you're selling fire starters here." <laughs> yeah, just to say, I ordered hats. There you go. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a thing. It's uh, yeah, the like I say, the logos and all the rest of it. It's uh, yeah, we, we take yeah. it seriously. So. I love it. Yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. I. I talked about community at the start, yeah. and uh, I honestly, I feel like this was missing in my life. Like, I yep. have good friends. I have long, long childhood friends, but we all kind of gain different interests. Sure. I've, I've enjoyed cooking over fire when I go camping, yep. but I never got into the barbecue game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, talking to these mafia guys, like, I have, I have friendships with them. Like, I talked to, there's a guy named Joe... Brooklyn Grill House. Yep. I talked to a guy, Frank, from North Barbecue Creations. Yep. Like, almost Frank's every awesome, day. yep. Yeah, what are you guys cooking? Yep. Oh, what what beer are you drinking tonight? Yep. And it's, my wife is like, are you 
Are you cheating on me? I'm talking to Frank. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's that insurance commercial? The, uh, <laughs> the Allstate guy or whatever. Yeah. That's awesome. No, it's, uh, it is a great community. And that's what, uh, you know, I've just, you know, with the podcast, I've been doing this four plus years now with the podcast. And um, what I love about it is just being able to bring those stories of, of people in the community, uh, you know, to a larger audience. So it's, uh, it's great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, we, we appreciate it. Yeah. And then I saw you, uh, you were down at Dixon's the other day and kind of got, uh, got hooked up with some gear. Yeah. So I, I, I like to commit to something and prove <laughs> that I like the, the thing, no matter what it is, if it's yeah. a sport or a hobby or barbecue, I yeah. always try to prove that I'm going to actually do it continuously before i spend money so you may yeah. have seen some of my videos i was in the back forest cutting down trees and cooking on like swedish torches yeah. and cooking in dutch ovens like very low cost low barrier to entry to make sure i enjoyed the process of cooking over charcoal and fire yeah. for hours and hours and hours and like the first time i did it i was so hooked it wasn't even funny yeah. so i went to uh dixon barbecue for their halloween event yep uh that whole community so there's the alchemy grills guys matt matt the seal with alchemy grills there's the mafia guys there's the la piazza guys and even yep. the owners of dixon like they've embraced us 100 percent. so we just wanted to take the time to go down there and meet everybody uh and spend a bunch of money at their <laughs> store <laughs> yeah and uh it was it was actually really funny i took I took the uh, mafia guys in as my personal shoppers yeah, and they all beautiful. had different opinions on oh, what of I course. should and should not buy. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's, that's the other thing. Barbecue folks aren't short on is opinions of what, uh, what gear you should have. So. Yeah. 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 I bought something that one guy said I shouldn't buy and I, I felt like uh, I had to hide it, but I just put it all in. <laughs> <laughs> Would you end up with a, was it a kettle, a Weber kettle you ended up with? I've had I've had the kettle. Oh, you had the kettle uh, already. It was okay. My first kind of charcoal barbecue, just because it was it was okay. big enough to actually cook a, something significant, yep. and uh, I could I could take it camping with me, like it fits in the back of the truck. Yep. So I've had the kettle for at least a year, and uh, I just didn't want to spend a ton more money. Yeah. Uh, I bought one of those Alchemy grills. I committed to it. Okay. So I'm kind of waiting for that to come in the uh, spring. So nice. in the meantime, I bought a few attachments for my my kettle. Yep. And it's it's actually quite a versatile grill. Oh, you get love, advice yeah. from good guys that know what they're doing. Yep. So yeah, we bought a uh, rotisserie. Yep. Nice. And a bunch of charcoal. I bought a meter probe. That was something I really needed, just so I could know the barbecue's internal temperature. Yep. And the uh, temperature of the meat. Like I didn't realize it did that. It's fantastic. Yep. So I can control my control my fire, get the heat where I need it, and not make shoe leather basically. Yeah. yeah. No doubt. Um, and then the last thing I got that was very controversial was the uh, kettle pizza. Yes. Are you familiar with that? I saw. Yeah, I've I've got a a, a locally made uh, pizza of an attachment for my kettle. Uh, yeah. A guy out here in Alberta, Spitfire Grills, that makes them in Lethbridge. Uh, so I've got one of his and uh, love it. And uh, yeah, I did see yours on Instagram. So that's. Uh, I love it. Yeah. Everybody told me I don't need it. They said just get a pizza stone. Yeah. I think I feel like a real pizza chef when yep. I'm using the uh, the kettle pizza. I got yep. the flames coming up the back, and it just looks cool. Yeah, absolutely. If nothing more. Yeah, <laughs> that's wicked, man. So, yeah. So at home, uh, cooking on the kettle primarily then is your your go to. Yeah, for now, I I still like to go. So 
I, I like barbecue for the community, but I also like it for the uh, the solitude that comes with it. So my wife, if I go hide in the basement to get peace and quiet, it's not acceptable. Right. But if I go out into the back forest and cook dinner for three hours, it's totally fine. There you go. So yeah. I still do like to, I made a little campsite in our back forest. Oh, and, awesome. uh, I still like to go out there with like a cast iron pan and Dutch oven yep. and just cook something doesn't matter what yep. and you know have a beer and just sit quietly with my own thoughts yeah it's uh i don't know i enjoy it yeah so yeah, yeah. there's a t-shirt i have yeah. and it was a, a guy out of the states did it earlier this year as a fundraiser for uh mental health awareness and it was a like a mental health crisis line that it was a fundraiser for and uh, barbecue is my therapy it says so that's uh and you know what a lot of guys have told me the same thing like yeah. i've had a lot of conversations with people since starting this yeah. and uh there's the community side and then there's the just do something that helps you forget about everyday life yep. and reset yeah you need to, it definitely it definitely helps yeah awesome uh talk a little bit pricing uh, for the fire starters i was looking online i'm gonna put in an order and get the get my logo on the box um yeah let's do it yeah uh very competitively priced talk about uh pricing and where folks can find everything yeah, so off the top of my head, I don't have exact prices, so I'm going to pull it up here so I'm not incorrectly uh, listing our prices yeah. off. But the cool thing about our product is we include shipping anywhere in Canada and the U.S. for free. So nice. that's factored into the price already. Yep. And the fact that we don't have overhead, like we're just doing it out of our garage and we're not doing it as a primary income stream for our family. Yep. Um just kind of allows us to price it right so we actually get sales. And yeah. for me, it's all about making sure we have one employee right now for Instant Fire. And it's all about making sure that I've got orders to keep him busy one or two days a week so he yep. can come out to the house and we can make fire starters together awesome. on the weekends. Yep. So we price them competitively. The one everybody's been buying is the 45-pack of yeah. the full-sized Instant Fires, which are $45 shipped to your door. Hey. So it's a buck a piece yep. to your door plus tax. Oh, it's very, very reasonable and competitive, uh, I'd say. And especially uh, with that burn length and everything you're going to get. It's, uh, if you're using these to get a, a chimney going with that 25, 30-minute burn length, it's just going to get your coals up to up to speed that much faster, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. So if you want if you want screaming hot charcoal through a chimney, you use one of the full-size starters and you're ready in 15 minutes yeah. and it's still shooting flames up for yeah. 10 more. We found that the juniors are probably a more realistic product for the typical barbecue guys. Yep. So you can, if you want like the slow uh, heat on the charcoal, you can put a couple in and space them out and let them heat up a pile a little mm -hmm. bit slower. Yep. If you want the chimney to light, we did a side by side comparison and they both actually heat that chimney almost just as fast. The full size is a little bit faster, but the junior is very respectable. It's like a minute difference. Nice. And uh, considerably lower price. So we're getting those down to $0.65 cents per starter Wow! Uh, delivered to your door. You've got to buy 50 of Sorry, you got to buy 90 of them to get that. Yep. Uh, so 90 of them is $59 Canadian shipped to your door. Nice. And uh, 15 minutes of burning. I say six-inch flames, but they go higher than that. It sure. just depends. I'm, I'm being reasonable yeah. and honest with yep. the specs. That's awesome. And the free shipping is a nice, uh, nice touch, too. Yeah, even though right now Canada Post is outrageous, we just hit the uh, we just hit the uh, holiday surcharges. Oh yeah, and uh, I'm sweating a little bit. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, might need to put a little uh, a holiday fee in there or something. Eh? So. We'll see. We're going to try not to. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pestering. Our wax cost is really high, so I'm pestering them first, and yeah. uh, we'll see where that we'll we'll see where that goes. Awesome. Anything else uh, coming down the pipe uh, for the companies that you want to throw out there? Uh, we're going to get some like basic swag. We're going to have hats and toques very soon. Yeah. Um, there's a company here called Vintage Apparel. Uh, they reached out to us. They seem fantastic, and uh, they're working on it right now. Uh, they will be for sale. They will not be freebies. We don't need people promoting our brand where yep. we need people buying our products. That's right. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we're working on kind of, we, we don't know how far we're going to go with it, but for people in the city or people that don't want to make a full fire, there's a really cool product I've seen where it's like a tabletop fire. Yeah. So basically like a little, uh, candle tin with a couple of, uh, fire starting type wicks mm-hmm. and you light the whole tin on fire and you have like a tabletop, uh, fire. So we've, we've made some, we've been playing with it. Uh, they've raged completely out of control to the point of not being safe. So yeah. we've got some tweaking to do before we can get insurance on that. Product. Yes. Yeah. Product development, uh, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's, that's the next logical thing that I see. And then the other thing I might, I might do is get my wife to make a candle. We were talking to some of the guys at Dixon's and we might get a candle that says, uh, my husband came home with a 13th barbecue. So I got this candle. Oh, there you go. Nice. Need to have it smell like brisket or something. Yeah. Roast beef. (laughs) Beef, Get some beef tallow and mixed into the wax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, instantfirestarters.com. Uh, what's the Instagram handle? Uh, instant underscore fire underscore starter. All right. Uh, any other social media or just uh, Instagram right now? I mean, we have a TikTok account, but I don't like it. I don't use I, I really don't like it. So yeah. maybe one day soon we'll be on there more. Um, the TikTok is the same thing. Instant underscore fire underscore starter. Awesome. And then uh, for your wives, Charm and Wick Candle Co., uh, also online, there's a link to that from our website. So you can hit yes. our website in the top banner. You can go to Charm and Wick. And then one thing we're going to do soon is combine uh, ordering from both websites. So you can order uh, candles and fire starters and take advantage of free shipping nice. without having to do two separate orders. So Perfect. Excellent. Great idea. Lots of time to get it all done. Yep. No doubt. Uh, Colin, thanks so much for doing this. Really appreciate the time. Uh, last question I ask everybody and, uh, you know, it's it's uh, Sunday afternoon. You're out, you're out in the uh, the backwoods, as you mentioned. Uh, what's the uh, what's the go to uh, dinner for you to be making out there? Uh, so for me, it's all about the dinner. My wife doesn't critique. Uh, <laughs> so the one time I made something and she said it was perfect was rotisserie chicken and just simple potatoes. Yep. So that's my go to, and it tastes fantastic over the uh, the live fire. So awesome, man. Perfect. Yeah, I got to keep. You? I need to know yours too. Oh, generally ribs, I think, are kind of the, you know, one of those nice cooks that you can do in an afternoon that you don't need a whole day or two to do, right? Like, I love cooking brisket if I've got the time or a pork butt, but uh, don't always have the time for that. So, uh, yeah, I'd say ribs. Yeah. That's my second choice. Perfect. Number two. Yeah. I, I haven't tried it yet, but you mentioned the rotisserie. I've seen guys doing ribs on the rotisserie. I'm going to have to give that a. I'll go. Did you do that? Maybe. Yeah, I just yeah. did it. it was, okay. So you basically like uh, yeah. kind of create like a little zigzag of yep. them, and uh, I did I did one rack on the rotisserie, and then I did one rack on the 
grow below. Yeah, okay. And the one on the rotisserie was incredible. Yeah. The one on the rack below was uh, not good. Oh, okay. We butchered it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I made it into eggs the next day. Like I chopped it up yeah. and fried it into yeah. eggs. There you go. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I'll have to give that a try one of these days. So. Yeah. Awesome. Colin, thanks so much. Uh, like I said, Thank I'm going to get, get my order in for uh, the box there with my uh, with my logo on it. I think that's a pretty cool uh, idea. And uh, thanks so much for doing this, and uh, best of luck with the business going forward here. Thank you so much for having us on. Yeah. It, uh, it really means a lot to us for being so new. Like, yeah. Thank you. Thank everybody in the whole barbecue community. Yeah. You guys have been awesome. Awesome. Uh, instantfirestarters.com. Uh, check it out, folks. Uh, great product uh, and a great, great people with uh, great business ideas here. So give them some support. Thanks, Colin. Appreciate it. Thank you. You are listening to Eat More Barbecue, Canada's barbecue podcast. And it's time now for some barbecue news brought to you by the Barrel Boss Q, family-owned and operated small business in Leduc County, Alberta, and the manufacturer of the original Canadian drum smoker. Whether it's in the backyard or on the competition circuit, Kelly Troy and the Barrel Boss Q team are driven by the desire to watch their clients showcase their cooking talents, to slow down a bit and spend some quality time with family and friends. From entry level all the way to fully loaded models, Barrel Boss Q has the charcoal drum smokers and accessories you need to be the barbecue boss of your block or maybe get a walk at the next competition. Shipping to customers across Canada and the U.S., Barrel Boss Q spends time talking to their clients to make sure each and every smoker they make is special and meets the needs of the customer. Barrel Boss Q is honored to be a part of their customers' barbecue journeys. This past weekend down in Dallas, Texas was the World Food Championships, and we had some Canadian representation down there with some amazing results. If you aren't familiar with the event, qualifying teams head to Dallas to compete in a number of different categories like rice and noodles, vegetarian, bacon, seafood, steak, dessert, and more. There was a preliminary round for each category earlier in the week, then the top 10 from each of those categories face off on the weekend to determine the world champion in each category. I'm not 100% certain about this next part, but I believe after that, each of the champions are invited to another event at a later date where all of those champions cook against one another in a category determined by the organizers. So you could have a barbecue champion cooking against a steak champion in a dessert competition. I mentioned the Canadians. First up, we had friends of the show, Motley Q, competing in the burger category, and they placed 14th out of 30 burger championships, or champions, sorry, in that preliminary round, missing out on the top 10 by less than one point. A couple of cooks from Edmonton's Woodshed Burgers were also cooking in the burger category and finished the weekend in fourth place overall. Well done to a couple of Edmonton teams. The barbecue competition at WFC is set up a little different, and there are actually two separate competitions before the weekend final. Day one is the Barbecue Eat Division, EAT, where the cooks are given a lot more creative freedoms as compared to the competitions we're used to, like KCBS. Calgary's notorious PIG earned a spot in the weekend finals with a fifth overall, including a first place in chicken. Congrats to Graham and the team for that World Championship Chicken. The dish is created by the team looked amazing. Let me tell you, just uh, the create uh, creativity was just outstanding. Also out of Edmonton, our friends Roker Grills finished off in 16th place in the uh, first day's competition. Day two for the barbecue cooks was a more traditional competition style. This one using CBA rules, and the Roker's Grill crew bounced back with a second place call in ribs. 
In the weekend finals for Barbecue, Notorious PIG ended the day as the fifth place team in the world. Well done. There was also a Canadian cooking in the steak competition, and Kevin Legg of Big Dog Barbecue Canada ended up in fifth place. Greg Ewart, also of Big Dog Barbecue Canada, competed in the soup category and finished in 21st. Well done to all of the competitors at this massive event, but especially to our Canadian teams for some great showings. If I missed any other Canadian results, please drop me a line to let me know. Also this past weekend in Gadsden, Alabama, it was the KCBS World Invitational Competition. We had some Canadians there as well with our friends from Quebec. What the pork! Making the trip down south for this one and finishing up in 61st place. The awards banquet was also held at this event and the team of the year standings were announced. Congratulations, congrats, sorry, to Uncle Pig's Barbecue Pit for finishing in first place. On the Canadian side, Scott and Giselle from Arrowhead North Barbecue capped off a great year with first place in the country, followed by smell a and Notorious P.I.G. Our Moose Knuckle Barbecue team had a solid year, taking 10th place in the country in ribs and finishing out the year 20th overall in Canada. Well done, everyone. Can't wait to do it again next year. Don't forget about the giveaway in conjunction with last week's episode featuring the, featuring the Grill Dads. Search up the episode on your podcast app and listen to the end for instructions on what you need to do to be entered to win a complete set of the Grill Dad's rubs and brines. The deadline for entering will be 10 p.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday, November 23rd, and the winner will be announced on Saturday, November 26th. One entry per person, and the draw is limited to listeners in Canada and the United States. Folks, I'm always looking for guest ideas for the show, so email me at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com if there is someone you'd like to hear from. You can find me online at www.eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. When you go there, you can check out the listing of barbecue joints in Alberta and get on out there and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out to your local barbecue joint and show them some love. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week and keep on smoking. <laughs>